This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. John Amato is founder of the famous CrooksAndLiars.com. Be sure to check it out, CrooksAndLiars.com. He's an American left-wing uh, political blogger, also the co-author of Over the Cliff, How Obama's Election Drove the American Right Insane. More than a pleasure to have back on the program, John Amato. Hey, John, good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Glad to have you as my first guest after my vacay. How are you today? Well, I'm very happy and pleased to be your first guest after your most relaxing vacation. I don't know if it was the most relaxing, but it was good. <laughs> it was good. And you forget relaxing the minute you get back. You know what I mean? Uh, I know. It's like you need a vacation from the vacation. I think most of us do, right? Most of us do, especially if you have – especially if you have, I have a seven- and eight-year-old, and we come back, and you're, you're still here. No. <laughs> um, anyway, you had sent me an email, and you said, Leslie, we need to talk about this. And I said, I agree. And, uh, you know, I said to my guys, I said, you know, put John on the show. Let's get him on the show and talk about it when I get back from uh, vacation. And, and here you are. Um, you have the opinion, and you're not alone in this, John, that when we look at the plethora of candidates, that Scott Walker and Marco Rubio would be the GOP's most extreme nominees and most extreme nominees specifically on the issue of abortion. You agree with that, correct? I do. You know what's interesting about them? I think the reason why they stood out so much is because Megan Kelly and, and Brett Baer, they just didn't ask the other candidates about their views on the abortion issue, right? Because they had to spread everything out. I was just thinking about this recently, right? Which is, so they questioned both Scott Walker and Marco Rubio about abortion and, and are there any exceptions? And it really was striking to me the responses that both, you know, candidates gave that, I mean, I immediately wrote, a, you know, a couple of pieces on it, and um, it's quite frightening when you think about it. Uh, you know, I remember years ago uh, when I had, a, I had a computer parts company, and I used to buy parts from, these, uh, from this group that was in, like, South Dakota, and they had this one product line, and they were big. I mean, I didn't know it at the time. They were big, pro-life, big Bill O'Reilly fans. And they just had skewed the company line that, well, we're against abortion except for rape and incest and, and the health of the mother. And I used to goof, and I don't say it just to rile them up. Well, why does that matter if you're pro-life, you know? And nothing should matter but the baby. Well, now, you know, last fall of 15 years, when you have Marco Rubio and Scott Walker basically pro- proclaiming that same stance, I mean, my God, how they, first, how they expect to get elected. But second, it shows the power of the religious right in the GOP primary. You know, let's talk about this uh, for a minute. There are people that ask me, why, oh, why, when it is not anywhere on the top ten of even a Republican's hit parade in an election year or approaching a big election year like we are in 2016, you know, coming up, um, why is it that the Republicans constantly – you know, go back to abortion. I, I, I mean, it, it, they always end up talking about abortion, whether it's attacking Planned Parenthood and having conservatives, you know, try to acorn somebody, if you will, um, as they mm-hmm. did with Planned Parenthood, 
uh, whether it's trying to overturn Roe v. Wade, uh, whether it's t- uh, trying to deny uh, and uh, make it more difficult for people to have access to clinics on a state level. I mean, this is just an issue that won't go away. And I- I've constantly said that this, A, this is not and should not be a political issue, but B, all of their efforts are not going to are not going to criminalize abortion or recriminalize abortion as it once was. The only way to overturn Roe v. Wade is to have a actual case before the Supreme Court that makes its docket, makes its calendar. That's not going to happen, I don't think, anyway. Um, They're going about this entirely the wrong way. So because that's not going to happen. I mean, to overturn Roe v. Wade would be you know, incredible, like climbing Mount Everest and very difficult to do. And and the channels that they're taking um, obviously are not doing that. To reduce abortion is very easy. You just stop the pregnancy and then they don't even want to do that. You know what I mean? They don't want birth control. They don't want to pay for it. They don't want kids educated about sex. They just want to deny kids are having sex. So I I don't really, I I would agree with you. How pro-life are they and these candidates as well? I don't think they're pro-life. I think it's just something you know, people say, I'll give you an example. Years ago, I used to do Dennis Miller's show on CNBC. And mm-hmm. whenever I would talk about the troops, Dennis even pointed out, he, he knew what I would do. I would raise my voice, you know, and our military, blah, 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 blah. And the crowd right. would start applauding for me. I was the right. hero of the moment. And you don't even know what I'm going to say after that. It's just, you know what I mean? And the military. And, 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 and I say that because I think that's what they do with abortion. These people are all over the place, and politically they're shooting themselves in the foot because they need the female vote. Female voters are going to be 52 to 53% of the voting population in the 2016 election, and it's only going to grow from there, I believe. Right, well, you know, I guess it's, it's easy for people to, to assume if they don't you know, follow it as closely as we do, but um, the abortion fight has really never ended. And even though now, like, they're not trying to overturn Roe v. Wade per se, uh, there's been this big coordinated effort for decades on basically trimming and cutting and taking pieces away and closing, you know, and coming up with all sorts of laws to keep, you know, to restrict, to restrict, to restrict access to abortion to the point where, you know, you're going to be in a state that's going to be only one you know, one center that, that will even make it available, and they'll, and they'll have a sign, you know, abortion's only performed from 12 to 12.15, you know. Um, and they've never stopped trying to curtail and cut and, and, and decide. But even then, as you know, even though even then, as you know, uh, if, you, if you're in North Carolina and can't get an abortion, you'll go to South if you can. Um, if in the United States is only one state, they'll go there or they'll st- they'll always be somebody that for enough money will perform the service. And we know that from before 1973. We'll be back with our guest in just a moment. If you want to join in the conversation, our guest, who is founder of the famous CrooksAndLiars.com, John Amato, says that Scott Walker and Marco Rubio would be the GOP's most extreme nominees on abortion ever. What does that mean for them? What does that mean for the GOP and for the voter base? We'll be back with him and you right after this. Join us, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 on Twitter. Follow me there at Leslie Marshall. Leslie Marshall, real people, real life, real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Hey there, 
This is Leslie Marshall. Have you been eating too much while on vacation? I certainly did. Have you ever eaten the wrong foods? We all have. Well, you know that sleeping in the wrong position, all of this stuff I just mentioned, it can give you an upset stomach. Experts say that nearly all of us eventually develop some sort of digestive problem. And that's because as we age, our stomachs produce less of the enzymes needed to break down food. So what do I do when I have that queasy, uneasy, refluxy feeling? That's simple or easy. I take a Gutsy Chewy tablet. Gutsy Chewy is an oral and digestive supplement. And best of all, it is 100% natural, folks. Gutsy Chewies were invented by a friend of mine, Dr. Doug Hagigi. He's a gastroenterologist and a dentist. And what he did is he blended natural heartburn remedies like papaya, licorice root, and apple cider vinegar. And then he added calcium, magnesium, and xylitol for oral health as well. When you put all those things together... They boost your body's natural defense against heartburn and reflux. Gutsy Chewies are gluten and lactose-free. They come in citrus and wild berry flavors. I have reflux, and when I get that queasy, uneasy, refluxy feeling, I now take a Gutsy Chewy. I feel better, you'll feel better, and it's 100% natural, so it's better for your health. Learn more at GutsyProducts.com or call 855-GO-GUTSY. That's 855-484-8879. GutsyProducts.com. Thank you for joining us and rejoining us. As I said, he's been on the show before. More than a pleasure to have him back with us is the founder of CrooksAndLiars.com, John Amato, talking about Scott Walker and Marco Rubio, the GOP's most extreme nominees on abortion ever. John, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Let's talk about oh, what, what does sure. and what does that mean? Why is, some people might say, well, John, why does that matter? Because the Republicans whip out abortion. But for these two to be the most extreme for the GOP. What does that mean for them? What does that mean for their voter base? And what does that even mean for the Democrats that are, you know, looking to be in the White House as well? Right. Well, I think partly what's fueling this is that the religious right has been, you know, dealt some blows recently, especially on gay marriage and gay rights. And and you remember these, you know, abortion things and gay rights. It's a big money maker for a lot of the religious right. They do so much fundraising on curtailing the rights of other people that they won't let this go. And I think that the candidates are being pressured from the religious right heavily to adopt these more extreme positions. Um, But it says a lot in the upcoming debates, because as the candidates slowly drop out, I think Rick Perry will be gone soon, Uh, obviously Gilmore and all these other lower tiers. That means more candidates are going to have more time to talk and are all going to be asked about their abortion positions. And if they, and it will be to their detriment, to actually say that it doesn't matter what the health of the mother happens. If there's a pregnancy, they must see it through. And, and to me, that's so insane. Um, you know, and also, the religious right and a lot of these you know, anti-abortion activists, they've, they've been celebrating when women have been, um, first of all, killing themselves to deliver a baby. There was this big case. Where, where a woman refused chemotherapy because she was pregnant, and she became a cause celeb for a lot of these anti-abortion people. So in other words, what's the role of a, of a woman? I mean, is it no matter what, if, you know, I mean, she's not allowed to live? It's, it's, it's very dangerous, and I think, I don't think a Republican can get elected to the, to the presidency if they have that position. So we'll be interesting to see, I think, how it transpires throughout the next few debates. And why does and why should this matter? I mean, speak to those who are Republicans, and there are Republicans uh, listening. Why does this matter to their party? 
Because since the televangelists came in, you know, when Pat Robertson started his run with the rise in probably late uh, 70s and early 80s, that, that now the GLP has been infused with, with the religious right, so they go hand in hand. Now, I mean, if you look at the party platform, uh, you know, I mean, why should stem cell research, you know, should be off limits? I mean, they're, they're going down to the molecular and cellular level. Uh, you know, why should the Plan B pill, uh, the morning after pill, why should contraceptives be a controversial issue today? It, it, it's crazy, but I, it just shows the power of the religious right in the in the Republican Party, and um, and it's it, I think it's scary to the population the control that they have. Why, why should Democrats or should Democrats stay away from this, or should they push that? Should they remind Americans, especially because the next election is going to be largely dependent upon the opinions of the independents, that the the centrist voter, uh, many of which right. who uh, become disillusioned with Democrats or Republicans to their left and to their right, is this right. something that you know Hillary Clinton and you know Bernie Sanders and you know the rest should? you know, scream from the mountaintops and really drive home so that, you know, these two candidates who have been doing fairly well in the polls, especially Walker, um, won't be perceived as perhaps a potential messiah uh, for this group of individuals who may not like the idea of a Hillary or a Jeb. Well, no, well, I think Democrats should see this as a big talking point. And there's two aspects of this, by the way, before I go into that, which is, have you noticed that since Rubio and Walker said these words, has the media even commented on it? Um, it's, it's amazing to me how the idea now in today's America that the health of a woman um, isn't allowed to be an issue to get an abortion, how the media has said nothing about it at all, as if it's just normal. The normalization in the media on this issue is quite striking. But recently, uh, yesterday... Um, or I think it was Monday, Hillary Clinton did a press conference and Andrea Mitchell was questioning her about Donald Trump. And Andrea and uh, Hillary Clinton made some great statements uh, specifically targeting Marco Rubio and the fact that, you know, that they're not even allowing exceptions for rape and incest. Uh, she was outraged. And when Andrea Mitchell kept trying to get her to talk about Donald Trump, she was saying, Andrea, what don't you get? You know what I mean? Like, what don't you get here? The idea that the Republican candidates would not allow an abortion under any circumstance, whether it's the health of the mother, rape or incest, is draconian. It's, it's you know, the year 1076. And, um, and I, I applaud her for it. And every Democratic politician should make this a talking point, if you want to call them talking points. It's an issue that they need to discuss. It is. And, and why is it that, again, those on the left aren't, you know, pushing this out there more, knowing that this isn't this is not that important to Republicans? The Republicans and Democrats have the same consensus with what issues matter most. And that comes under the umbrella of the economy, uh, job creation, uh, an increase in minimum wage, uh, addressing the income gap and the inequality in uh, income and the disparity in those wages. No, I, I agree. I mean, we have so many bigger problems. But, again, this, this fight, it, it's never been over. 
I mean, um, you know, now now the pro-life movement is is moving these debates away from the national stage, you know, and they're going locally, and they're going to the smaller townships, and they're going to try to get personhood amendments and the fetal pain bills passed, low, very small places, and then start widening the net, you know, where we have some serious problems here. I mean, if conservatism and libertarianism is all about you take responsibility for your life. They don't want the government. Well, the only choice, you know, that, you know, they love choices as long as it's their choice. And um, so it, it, it's, it's really, it, it's got me flabbergasted at this point that we have to have this debate where we have a very tough economy, even though the jobs are coming back big time. Um, and, and all these other problems with income equality and minimum wage, uh, you know, unionization, and we're, we're spending all this time talking about an abortion, no abortions allowed ever. It's quite striking, and you would think we're talking about, you know, we're in 1976 or 77 having this debate instead of 2015. You had mentioned at the beginning of this interview the hypocrisy in those that are pro-life who oppose abortion with the exception of rape or incest. Do you at least feel... Um, specifically uh, with these two, Florida Senator Marco Rubio and Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker, and and, and Rubio clarifying uh, with Megan Kelly, who moderated that debate in Cleveland, um, whether he supports exceptions uh, on abortion, including for rape or incest. And, and when he reiterates his opposition, um, you know, there and again, uh, are they at least not being hypocritical under the guise of pro-life and the issue of abortion? Well, he's being hypocritical because he lied to Megan Kelly, where she asked him, didn't you sponsor legislation that, that carved any exception to, uh, uh, to um, rape and incest? He denied it. He flatly denied it to Megan Kelly. And all you have to do, you know, we do have the Institute, uh, and looking that he did co-sponsor a bill that carved that in. So... You know, again, a lot of this coming from candidates like him and, and, and Walker is a way um, to appease the, the extreme right-wing fringe that is now running the Republican Party to say, look, I'm one of you, you know, and, um, and they have to lie about their record to do it, which that in itself says a lot. And this is something that we've seen happen before. I mean, Mitt Romney, when he wanted to be governor of Massachusetts, was pro-choice. All of a sudden, you know, he's pro-life when he wants to run for, you know, Republican president. Is this an example, furthermore, that politicians, especially Republican politicians on the right, will say anything to get people to vote for them, get people to like them, get people to think, hey, I'm on your team and I should be the leader of that team? Well, absolutely. I mean, when you go back to... Mitt Romney's Planned Parenthood application, he got a 100 from Planned Parenthood, right? And so he's like, we don't have a problem with Mitt Romney. But immediately, once, once he got into office, uh, he immediately reversed course. And I think, if, if I'm remembering right, he then um, he wouldn't allow stem cell research. He, he vetoed a couple of things that shocked the populace because he was for them in the campaign. Um, and I would see that would happen here. At a pro-life movement, you know, there's, since there's so many candidates and there's so much anger on their side, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Donald Trump is, is, is where he is. Um, you know, this is their, um, you know, their testing ground, and they want to see who's going to push those positions. So I don't think they really care 
Um, if a candidate, you know, had once filled out a form with Planned Parenthood, as long as they're out there now saying that they're against any form of abortion, they're happy because their message is getting out there. Then when they get to the final few candidates, then they'll make the decision if he's trustworthy or not. But for the, for the anti-abortion people, it's all about getting that message that abortion is never a constitution right and it's never, ever allowed to take place. But why do you think Republicans fall for this time and time again? I mean, let's be honest. Even if the person who ends up on that platform, the nominee, is a more moderate Republican, who is somebody who personally does not agree with abortion, uh, but, you know, calls themselves pro-life, but, you know, you got to follow the law of the land. At the end of the day, even the evangelicals came around for Romney last time they would come around for that person again. And in other words, I guess, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying instead of the flip flopping, uh, forgive me with uh, Marco Rubio from Florida, they should stand their ground, if you know what I mean, when it comes to uh, their opinion on, on such an issue as this. Polls show that although the majority of Americans may even consider themselves pro-life, they don't want Roe v. Wade overturned or to prevent or to try and prohibit uh, the uh, access uh, to abortion. Uh, for women um, who are not themselves, obviously, that that's not their decision to make. No, I, I completely agree. But again, um, I think when once a base, you know, if they're comfortable with the candidate, you know, if, look, if Ted Cruz, you know, gives them a wink and a nod, because he's very popular with the Tea Party crowd, then they wouldn't mind in a general if he started to fudge his position a little bit, you know, where a guy like Scott Walker... Um, they have real problems with because his record is so all over the place um, on, on lots of issues. So, you know, for them, there's a big push about being, you know, and you hear this time and time again, by the way, which is this person isn't a real conservative, right? I mean, George Bush, if you remember, George Bush was considered, you know, a messiah by the religious right. You know, he talked about God openly when in the book when, when – um, when he was asked, you know, does he ask his father for advice? He says, no, I go to the one true father. And they view George Bush as this messiah. Now, obviously, when his, when his presidency fell apart, suddenly George Bush isn't a real conservative, right? He wasn't a real conservative. Uh, yeah, we need a real conservative there. So, so the Tea Party is really on this jag of trying to force out phonies and, and, you know, and for what, as much as I dislike Ted Cruz, he's the type of crazy that they love. So, um, so they'll go with a wink and a nod from him. But, I mean, we all know that that's what's coming, you know. And uh, what's your take on this? What do you feel? Why do you think Republican politicians fall into this time and time again? Because, honestly, I think it's much like I said with the CNBC thing. You know, I think it's they know that people are going to get out the pom-poms and say rah-rah and cheer for them. But the reality is that doesn't that doesn't get them the votes to be the nominee for their party. And it doesn't get them a, a championship in the race against the Democrat, who most likely will be Hillary Rodham Clinton. I, you know, I don't understand. I, you know what? Donald Trump may be a, a massive hypocrite. He was attacked by Megyn Kelly, and we're going to talk about some of this in the next hour, um, rightly so, for negative things he said about women. Just look about you know the way he has, has treated women, including his wife, who he cheated on when he had three children with her and impregnated Marla Maples at the time. However, um, you know Donald Trump saw his numbers come down with women. His numbers came down some, and they came down with women. 
He knows he most likely, if he is on that platform, is up against a woman. He knows women are forced to be reckoned with in the election. And what does he do today? He says he agrees with Planned Parenthood. Okay? Hypocrite, hypocrite is his motivation evil <laughs> and politically motivated? Absolutely. Smarter than Rubio and Walker? Absolutely. You know what? I'm sorry. If I were a Republican, I'd be kissing the butts of Latinos, African-Americans, and women as much as possible. And Republicans don't get that, which we Democrats should be very grateful for. Hey, you know, I love having you on. Speaking of grateful, I'm grateful you were able to join us today. You know, we'll have you on again in the future. Thank you. Thank you, How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it. Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love.